What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. From, from page, page to screen. To screen. Good evening, good evening, good evening. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I think I'm all right. I don't know if my computer's being a bit of a, a nuisance today, but we shall find out, I guess. <laughs> but no, uh, but no, I'm all right. It's um, 13th of December. Well, it's kind of weird. Christmas is quickly approaching. It is. Are you excited? Are you all prepared? How's the fish tank? Um, the fish tank... Um, is is there it's still got water in it it's still got plants in it no fish okay. uh, we're still waiting for this cycle process to happen um so uh each day you uh you dose it with um a pinch of fish food as if there were f- you were feeding fish um that feeds it with ammonia and uh you're supposed to kick start this cycle at the moment we're still waiting but um <laughs> you know it, it can be slow going to start with so We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about Christmas. Uh, you know, the uh, the race in the street, I believe, to have the most lit up house possible oh, is underway. No. Oh, so no. we got some more Christmas lights in the, uh, in the window today. <laughs> Why not? Is it, so is it like that down there? A lot of, it's not quite National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Hopefully you you have seen that film. Yes. Uh, it's not quite to that level, or is it pretty close? No, it's not really. Um, I think with lockdown, um, what's happened is more people have decided to, to do more and, and go that extra mile. So as you see kind of neighbours doing more than they usually do, it makes you want to do a bit more as well. Yeah, I mean, we've gone, we've gone all out, and I had the tree up just before beginning of December. Beyond that, that is nothing, nothing else. There was nothing in the window. There uh, will be nothing in the window. <laughs> There'll be nothing in the back windows. Zilch, zero. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Of, I'm looking forward to a housebound Christmas. Mm-hmm. Because you know, a lot of people aren't because they obviously they want to go and mingle with families and stuff. I've never been a massive fan of that anyway. So I'm quite all right. It this year is like an excuse for mm-hmm. nope, sorry, nobody's coming round. Nope, we're not going round anywhere <laughs> else. Not that I get tons of invites anyway, but generally Annette does with like her kids and relatives and stuff. So this year it'll be like I think we are planning on Christmas present drop offs, i.e. they come over and pick them up in the back garden. Because we have a, a backyard which is probably I don't know how many feet, maybe 15, 20 feet from back door to back gate. So be like, yep, mm-hmm. you let yourself into the back garden, put the presents on that thing. A bit like it is if you go into a chip shop. I don't know if you've been into a chip shop in Wales, but we've got one up here which is very well organised. And you walk up to the counter with your mask on and they're wearing a mask. And then you place your order and you bip your little contactless thing. And then you move into this holding area and you stand there and then the woman comes out or the man comes out. She's the woman that's serving and the guy that's frying the fish. So that's why it's not 
not one of these. It's a woman's job to work in shipping. It just so happens this one, she tends to do that part. So she'll mm-hmm. walk out, she'll put it on a table, which is about 10 feet away from you. She will go back behind the counter and you pick the bag up and leave. It's very well organised. Um, Sounds good. So it's, it's going to be a little bit like our Christmas. Come in, put the stuff down. There's yours. Bye! <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> Every Christmas should be like that, <laughs> in my in my opinion. Why not? Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not a fan of. I'm a fan of the spirit of Christmas, mm-hmm. and by that I think families should spend it quietly and having conversations. And how's your year been? What have you got planned for next? I've made you some food. A nice sort of chilled out Christmas. I'm not a fan of it's like wrapping paper everywhere and like oh you only spent five hundred quid on me. This sort of oh look how much money I've spent on you. It, to me, it's more about just I don't know. Just generally like this. My idea of Christmas would be just having a conversation. Yeah, and you know having a laugh and that sort of thing. So you know. I, I, I totally agree. Um, that you know, back in the, the days where I had um, more friends that I, c- I could count on both of my hands, yep. um, I used to spend a good couple of hours of the day um, texting everybody and wishing them, you know, a proper yeah. Merry Christmas. And kind of the closer people were given a phone call as well, and you know, just. You know, some some nice communication rather than you know, uh, here's a Facebook picture or you know, animated GIF. Here's a comment on your timeline. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. It's like when people are having birthdays on Facebook, the, I generally will message them mm-hmm. and say, "Hope you have a good day." I'm not like, "Oh, look, everybody, I've left a message on their timeline." I don't mind if people do that to me. It's like whatever, but I will always try and personally message them mm-hmm. rather than just cut and paste and you know, yeah, stuff. So, are you all done with your Christmas shopping, or is it still ongoing? Because I know you've had a lot of birthdays, so that's put you behind a little bit. Yeah, the the birthdays are now behind us. So, so this week it's been mad, mad order. You know, buttons clicking here, there, and everywhere. And actually, I've shot myself in the foot on this one. Okay. Um, because I had some absolutely fantastic Christmas presents chosen, but I thought, you know, because you know, it's all social distancing and we're sending everything through the post rather than being there to give people presents in person. Yeah. I thought it could get a bit, you know, like, well, you know, I've sent you 50 things and this one's for your birthday and this one's for Christmas. I thought, well, make it easier. Just send birthday stuff out first. As soon as the birthday stuff's gone, then send all the Christmas stuff. So, you know, when you're adding things to your basket, like on Amazon, you can add it to your basket and save it for later. Yeah. So I'd done that. Um, saved some some pretty awesome presents. I was really pleased on some of the stuff I'd found. And I came to order it the other day, and it's this is out of stock, and this oh. is out of stock. And I'm like, really? So then I, d- I do that thing where you spend like a couple of hours then looking at the rest of the internet trying to find that one thing, <laughs> and everywhere it is, it's out of stock. And, uh, yeah, I was pretty miffed with that. I can say what it is actually because it's not like they're listening to this conversation, this you know uh, podcast either. So okay. uh, one of the things was um, it was a, a DIY kind of um, make your own um, kebab kit. So it did <laughs> okay. like kind of here's like, how Donny to kill kebabs, a cow yeah. sh- shish kebabs. You know, it got like all the seasoning in there, and then you go and buy kind of the lamb meat and that kind of stuff, and it tells you what to do. It comes with a skewer, and you kind of skewer all your meat on with the 
you know, the the seasoning and everything, and then yeah. cook it. And the reviews were really good. And um, you know, for for me, my stepdad, one of the things he said during lockdown was, "Oh, I'd love a doni kebab." You know, and they're doing like we are. We're not even kind of having takeaways or anything you know right. it's just all kind of home cooking during lockdown so um he hasn't been able to have one so I, you know i thought oh this would be really nice and yeah no chance do you've answered one of the questions that i was going to ask you in the podcast as well because <laughs> i know we spoke earlier on in a week and you were telling me your procedure with parcels yeah do you want to go over that one again because i found out yeah, no, I, I told annette that i went on, on one hand that's extreme uh, but let me finish but on the other hand it's a bloody good idea. Why haven't we been thinking of that? It's, like, it's one of those things where initially you go, mm, really? And then you go, yeah, kind of smart idea, actually. To be honest, everybody else should maybe be doing that or at least look into the science of it. So, yes, yeah, so go for it. What what is the, What happens when a parcel shows up at Rob's house? Well, you know, we, we when all this kicked off uh, earlier in the year, we... You know, you do that thing where you Google, you know, how long can it last on, you know, plastic services? How long can it last on cardboard? And, you know, each have got varying mm. different answers. And we worked out, you know what, if if you've got the opportunity, if it can just sit there for a week without you touching it, you're fine. You don't have to think what kind of packaging it is or whatever. So, you know, we decided that's what we'd do if we if we could order stuff, um, you know, and kind of quarantine it for a week. Then, you know, it saves having to worry or having to kind of try and bleach parcels or anything like that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's what we've been doing. A, a parcel will arrive, you know, we'll pick it up and uh, it goes into our porch area and the different parts of the porch and, you know, it, you know, everything that we received this week goes into this section everything you know from last week's there and you know everything's got its own little place and uh you know after the week then they come out and uh you know we don't have to worry about that um anything so uh yeah that's what we've done it is um, it is fascinating but I, I was talking to annette about it last night and she mentioned a takeaway i went I'm guessing Rob and Nicole don't do that with a takeaway. I'm going to ask them. I would not advise leaving a takeaway in another room for a week and then eating it. You may end up poorly, but you answered my own question because you're on a takeaway embargo. I have to say, you know, other than when I was obviously a newborn, this will be the longest time in my life I've never had a takeaway. (laughs) I was going to say, how are you adjusting to it? And that's not like a flippant comment because it's like when I decided to go vegetarian or whatever it was just basically not eat meat it took me a little while to get used to it so and i'm the same with you with takeaways generally it's like you know it's not so much i want the takeaway it's just i can't be bothered cooking anything let's just get a takeaway (laughs) that's generally why i go so we've had like dominoes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but uh so how are you doing not having takeaways was it a very easy thing or are you like i can't wait till this is over because i really want to go to my favorite takeaway again um you know, it was easy to to start with because it was like it's safer for us, so we're just doing it, and yeah. that's the end of it. Um, then you find kind of your coping mechanisms. So obviously, as you know, we have Saturday movie nights with a big screen. Um, you know, so the projectors out. We have um, uh, a pizza ordered, which you know is usually kind of one of the most. Well, one of the more expensive varieties, you know, like your Chicago towns yeah, or yeah. that kind of, thing. Yeah. Um, you know, which, um, you know, we, we, you know, throw in the oven and we'll order like kind of a, 
a fancy pot of ice cream like Ben and Jerry's or something like that. So it gives kind of that illusion that you're having something kind of out of the ordinary because it's not stuff we've all yeah. you know got in all the time. Um, so yeah, it, it works quite well. And obviously on on previous shows, I've spoken about. Um, being a dab hand now at cooking uh, fried rice and um, homemade sweet and sour chicken balls and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and I'm not joking. They're, they're spot on you. If I, you know, gave you a plate of this food and said, have a try uh, of that, I guarantee you'd be saying, oh, which takeaway did mm-hmm. you pick this up from? Um, so, you know, it, in some respects, you know, um, it, it's good as well because we've learned how to, you know, create some things ourselves and uh with it save money mm-hmm. um so yeah it's uh it's it's not bad that the the kind of real um kind of kicker when it comes to it is when you know we've we've had these big lockdowns and kind of restaurants have opened up again and when i say restaurants talk about like kind of these fast food places like your mcdonald's that spend heavily on um advertising yeah and i'm there sitting watching four on demand for example <laughs> where you get a good dose of ad- adverts yep. and uh it's um the new double big mac yep. i'm like what a double Big Mac? I want to try a double Big Mac. And I'm thinking, yeah, and by the time I actually get in there, they aren't going to be doing them anymore. No, they won't be. No, yeah, we're getting the same adverts because obviously we're sitting watching 4OD as well. <laughs> I hate that biscuit advert where it crashes the recording mm-hmm. studio. That very much annoys me. But uh, yeah, I'm right there with the McDonald's. Annette said to me the other day, she said, when you look at that hamburger, what do you think? I went, do you know what? I don't think anything. I don't think, ooh, I want one of them. I've kind of got beyond that with the whole dietary thing because it's, can, so, it's over a, it's over a year now since i've eaten meat wow. which is just mental well listen to this you know probably every two weeks we have a burger night yeah so we'll cook burgers and and everything and um we've got kind of like in the freezer we got um a supply of of frozen meat burgers mm-hmm. um which you know we'd we'd dip into for these nights and then obviously stock up as as you're running low and um you know we've been happily having them for for quite a while and then um have you have ever heard of um beyond meat and beyond burgers i have not no is this like a star Um, trek 3 spin-off perhaps (laughs) no um it they they uh originated in america where um you know chefs were kind of vying to make kind of these um plant-based burgers that tasted and looked like kind of real meat and which i find you know, weird we'll, we'll cover and, that and in even, a second yeah and even like uh, and, uh, and i say this um whilst doing air quotes you know bled as you cook it yeah um and I remember reading about it at the time thinking I would like to try one because, you know, you read the reviews and people are raving about it. And um, at the time, there was no chance of getting one over here. It was in all these posh restaurants over in New York and that kind of stuff. And um, and then Tesco started um, selling them. You can either buy them frozen or you can buy them chilled. The frozen are cheaper, so I'll go for the frozen and then you have to thaw them before you cook them anyway and so they become chilled. Yep. Um, so, and... But but they're not cheap. Um, I think the frozen are four pound thirty for two. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, however, you know, having one burger every two weeks, 
you know, if yeah, you put it's... it in perspective, it's not no, it's not fine. bad, and it's cheaper than having to take away. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'm going to try these. So um, I bought a pack, and we um, we all tried them um, to start with. Um, Addy and Nicole weren't convinced, okay, um, themselves. Um, me, on the other hand, I loved them. I thought, you know, these taste like a real good burger. Yeah. And ever since, I've been having them. So. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, nowhere near uh, veggie at all. No. But you know, um, I'm getting closer. The thing, I think, the thing is with the burgers. A, I don't understand people that don't eat meat that need their non-meat things to look like meat. I don't get that. It's like, oh, I need to have a vegetarian sausage that looks like meat. <laughs> no, just eat whatever. I don't. I've never quite understood that thing. Um, I suppose, for, from my point of view, you know, I like meat. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to deny it. No. Um, but I also realise that you know the world at some point is going to have to take a hard look at it to become more sustainable and 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 meat. You know, when you watch programs isn't a sustainable thing with the populations rising so there's got to be an alternative out there whether it's um you know everybody moves over to kind of um flies and that kind of stuff <laughs> which you know um are are cheaper and easier to raise than cattle you know which is why some countries do eat um kind of insects yeah. and, and Ugh, that kind of stuff not for that or i'm all right thanks no <laughs> you know we go more plant-based yeah. plant-based so from from a pure, you know, helping look after the environment and make things more sustainable, then you might want to move over to plant, but you're only doing it from from you know, looking at the the wider picture. You know, it's not because you don't want to eat meat or you don't like eating meat. So if you've got something that kind of looks like meat, tastes like meat, cooks like meat, you know, then you know you, are you really losing out? The only th- the only winner there is uh, the planet. Um, so that's that's the way I look at it. So um, I mean, it's like I started doing it after. I mean, I watched a documentary, um, which I've totally forgot what it's called now. That's just gone right in my head, but it's on Netflix. It's really really good. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come back to me at some point. But I watched the documentary and it was interesting, and I thought hmm, that's quite good. Cool. And then I was talking to Annette about it. And then she watched it and she was like, oh, it's interesting. And then a lot of it focuses on the health benefits. So Mm -hmm. the gist of the documentary is, look, everybody thinks you get your energy and your your vitamins and stuff from meat. But what do the meat animals eat? They eat plant-based stuff. So you're actually getting them like, oh, that kind of makes makes sense. Okay. So Annette and I were sitting chatting and we're like, do you know what? Let's try it for a month and we'll see if this health benefit thing is a thing and if we feel like crap after a month and we're like oh my god I feel dreadful I have no energy whatsoever then sod <laughs> it we'll go back onto it and we both felt fine and even some of the ailments that I had aka monkey virus whatever sort of cleared up to a, a certain extent because of mm-hmm. that now whether it was just monkey virus going away anyway or whether it was I didn't feel any worse for going full plant based but for me the hard part <laughs> is when you go into like a restaurant you know you you if you eat whatever, you go into a restaurant, you go, there's a hundred items on here. I can have mm-hmm. any one of them. That's amazing. What do I fancy tonight? Blah, blah, blah. If you go in and you're plant-based, you go, there's a hundred items on this menu. Uh, 15 of them are plant-based. Right, that's kind of narrowed it down. <laughs> and even to a certain extent, you go into McDonald's, yeah. you know, you remove chicken and burgers and stuff from the 
the menu, you're like, I guess I'm having an egg McMuffin if it's breakfast. I could, mm-hmm. Not even a sausage and egg McMuffin, just an egg McMuffin. And if I go in um, in the evening, I'm either having fries or I'm having a veggie wrap. That's it. There's mm-hmm. virtually and when you walk up and down the aisles in supermarkets, I never realised how many aisles there were for chicken. My God, there's like two full aisles for for, for chicken <laughs> and meat. It was absolutely crazy. So it's it for me, it was a struggle finding different things to eat. Mm-hmm. And for a little while there, I was just living on quiches and chips and mm-hmm. egg sandwiches, and because I'm like, there, there is no other food. But eventually, I worked out that you could have like rice wraps and things like that. But uh, mm-hmm. while you're on about the vegetarian burgers, though, the Linda McCartney ones are well nice. They're the only veggie burgers that a do pretty much taste like meat, but are also really really nice. So I would recommend those uh, Linda McCartney mozzarella burgers. They're well nice. Uh-huh. Well, I'm looking forward at some point meeting up with uh, both you and Annette mm-hmm. and uh, cooking some uh, Beyond Burgers for you yes. both and seeing what you think. I will say also that we are not um, a couple of people who will go, oh, can't eat a sausage in front? We're not politically vegetarian. <laughs> so it's like, if you were sitting there chewing, chewing a cow's leg off, we wouldn't be offended. So it's like, you know, yeah, some people do. Oh, I can't, yeah. oh, I can't possibly eat meat because they're coming round type thing. It's like, you know what? No. You know, we're not alcoholics. We're not going to go, oh my God, I really need a sausage now because Rob was eating a takeaway. <laughs> so it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is your Christmas dinner going to be like then? Uh, Christmas dinner will be uh, pretty traditional. Um, there'll be uh, turkey, um, you know, potatoes in several forms, roast, boiled, possibly mashed. Um, there's always sprouts because we're big sprout lovers here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, carrots, broccoli, um, all, all the usual stuff. You know, um, there's usually um, your, your typical sage and onion stuff in as well as your pork sage, sage and onion because I do like Christmas time for pork sage and onion stuffing. Yeah. Um, and uh, in my old age, because I can't eat as much as I used to, um, it gets to that point where I've just eaten what we spoke about, and I go, I would really love some of that dessert, but I can't fit it in right now, so I'll come back in a couple of yeah, hours. Yeah, we're like that. It's like, I remember when I used to go to the chip shop when I was a lot younger, and I would mm-hmm. have cheese pie and chips twice, plus a couple mm-hmm. of tea cakes and a couple of cans of Coke. <laughs> now I go and have one portion of whatever, and it's like, I don't think mm-hmm. I can eat all this. It's just so yeah. weird. And I think part of that is to do with lockdown, because we don't go out. We don't walk anywhere, therefore we don't burn any energy off and stuff like that. I really, I need to work out how to just get more exercise, but you know, <laughs> without leaving the house, which is kind of crazy. But no, I'm glad to know somebody else's appetite has like vanished. <laughs> and they can't polish it all off. I've got, I've had chocolates in the house for like a month. They're still there. It's that's like wow. unheard of. That doesn't really happen very often, but you know. So what about you um, with? Uh with Christmas coming up and uh, doing the whole uh, veggie thing, what will uh, be on your Christmas uh, menu? Is it, you know, just, right, well, we'll have kind of a Christmas dinner, but just cut out that main, which is used to the turkey, or do you kind of substitute, you know, nut roast no, or something uh, like that? It, it nearly became that. 
because we yeah. we sat down last week with a piece of paper, which I often like to do and go, right, let's write down the food that we want and then we'll, we'll order it in good time because yeah. I'm not going to be one of these orders it on the 23rd expecting it to be on the 24th. It's not happening this year. So we, we <laughs> went through that and Annette was very close to suggesting like a nut roll store. So I'm like, I'm all right, I'm good. I don't. So we've just opted for like a, we've got a big sort of cabinet in the living room where all the presents mm-hmm. are at the minute, but obviously Christmas Day, they'll all be, gone and opened and stuff so that will leave a free space so we're going to have loads and loads of little plates there with lots and lots of like nibbles so we're just going to graze throughout the day we're going to set the projector up we're just going to watch a whole bunch of christmas movies you know die, mm-hmm. die hard 2 gremlins that sort of thing um Lovely. whatever we're going to watch and we're just going to graze because we're off for i think mm-hmm. six days i think we're off work from which is quite nice mm-hmm. so but yep no not roasts whatsoever Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what about dessert? Is there, there anything that's usually always there on the menu for you? Or Black Forest Gato. Black Forest Gato. Uh... Got to be done, and about half a ton of chocolates, probably, because <laughs> still got lots of them. And uh, but yeah, no, it'll be a gato, I think. Mm-hmm. For us, it's always been. It just seemed to be one of those things. Even when I was there, kind of a, as a kid, um, still living at home, um, it was always sticky toffee um, yeah. pudding and custard. The one thing I will be avoiding is Christmas cake and Christmas. I can't stand Christmas cake. I don't know. I don't like Christmas no, cake mince, either. And mince that. pies. I'm not a fan of those oh, yeah. either. All, all that nasty fruit. No. In there. <laughs> I know. It, I know. It sounds really unhealthy, but you know, I'm not you know, opposed to a fruit pie, you know, I love a good apple pie or something like that, but, yep. but mint meat, no, no, you know, or, <laughs> or, um, cake with, you know, you know, sultanas and dates and raisins and all that kind of stuff. No. no. And that's mum would normally give us a Christmas cake. And I swear to God, this thing weighed about half a ton. I don't <laughs> know what, there must've been that much brandy in it or whatever. And it was like every year, oh, because Annette made the stupid comment, her and a flipping daughter, Sarah, made the comment one year going, oh, he, oh, Stuart loves that cake, he ate it all up, didn't touch it, I can't stand Christmas cake. So for the years after, every single year, I know you like the cake. No, thank you very much. I don't like the cake. And you don't want to turn around and go, actually, I really can't stand it. Because for the past five, six years or whatever, she's given a cake over. So last year, I think the other year we gave it to Bob. Um, and he didn't eat it all either. So this <laughs> this year, bless 2021, we will hopefully not get a Christmas cake. Although it's you know 2020's been a crazy year, so I'll probably end up with one. No, my luck. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not, because I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So how's your week been, other than fish tanks and and plotting your Christmas um, dinner? The, the week's been uh, been fine, uh, busy as usual. Um, I I did want to address something. I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, there, there's somebody we know, and obviously I won't mention names, um, who um, I found out had come down with um, COVID. Uh-huh. Um, so it kind of went through their family. Yeah. And we didn't know anything about it until the other day we saw people kind of asking them how they were on Facebook. Yeah. Um, you think, oh my gosh, we thought we were close to these people. You thought we would have known, but obviously not, you know, and they're going, oh, you know, really thanking such and such for bringing stuff over to us while we were so ill. And um, so um, Nicole messaged 
messaged them and said, you know, oh, just seen on Facebook, you know, hope you're all right and recovering, you know, and um, glad you're on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were going to tell you, but we know what you're like. Um, you <laughs> okay. know, you're, 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 you're scared of it all um, and afraid to come out of the house. And I'm wow. thinking, well, well, let me set this yeah. record straight. I'm not afraid of it no. because I'm being clever. Yep. I know I'm not coming in contact with it. And I know I'm not getting it. Yep. So I am not afraid no, one little bit. Not, I, do, um, I don't imagine I, you, Nicole and Addy, cowering behind your couch not going, at all. Oh. <laughs> no, not at we, all. We, You've been we, smart. We, we are living a really good kind of life at yeah, the moment. You know, we're, we're having really good times. We, you know, like I say, we've set up, you know, the, the movie nights and, and so many more things. Yeah. We're, we're having a good time. Um, and, we're not scared to go out the the house either. We, we do go out the house. Um, you know, we've been to, um, kind of local national trusts because, you know, it's all kind of book online because only certain amount of numbers are in and and that kind of stuff. We're just doing it very smart. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, you know, we took quite a bit of offense to it, actually. To be honest, Uh, I would as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, Nicole came up with a point. She said, you know, because these people in question, um, their attitude has always been people need to get over it. You know, um, we, we're going to yeah. have to live with it. You know, you just need to get about your, your normal business. And I think, and, and Nicole said, and and that's what happened to these people with that attitude. Uh-huh. They, they go out and catch it. Yep. The problem is, I was explaining this to, wasn't explaining, I was talking to Annette about it, because obviously she knows quite a bit about it now that Sarah's been in and out of ICU and stuff. And it's because because COVID affects people in different ways. So mm-hmm. person one might test positive and they end up with a headache, bit of a high temperature, a bit like a cold. One, yeah. one week later, they're okay. So that can happen mm-hmm. to some. Then there's other people who can end up in ICU, like uh, mm-hmm. Annette's daughter did, who can be on oxygen for 90, 90% oxygen for like a week, eventually, you know, get rid of it, and now she's back home. There's those, mm-hmm. and then obviously we know about the, the other factor where people unfortunately don't make it. And you yeah. generally find that these idiots who are talking about, oh, we have to live with it, oh, just get over it, are the first people. They're the ones that have a bit of a headache and a bit of a cold and they go, it's all right now. I don't see the problem. Mm -hmm. I guarantee anybody who's been affected in the way that I know you have Mm -hmm. is thinking very, very differently. Well, it's now two people that I I personally know who are no longer here because of COVID. Um, Kane, obviously, is one we've mentioned on the podcast before. Um, And, you know, I had... I did have a hard day the other um, in this last week because it was Kane's birthday, yeah. and um, so um, his um, his wife and uh, his kids they had a um, kind of a bonfire in the back garden. Yeah, um, you know those um, kind of special logs you can buy that kind of glow different colours. Oh wow, I did, I, I didn't, but that sounds like a very cool idea. Yep. They, yeah, um, they um, we'd actually bought some for when we uh, for bonfire night, right. um, and you know we'd mentioned it uh, to them, and you know Kane had uh, two very young children, um, so um, you know when when they think of their dad now, they 
they talk to heaven, they look up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they, she bought some of these, um, kind of logs that give the, the flames different colors. And, um, you know, we, they shared some videos with us of, you know, after and, um, you know, when it, when it's going green again, Oh, look, it's daddy's favorite color. And, you know, and, you know, I had a tough enough time getting through the day thinking, you know, today's Kane's birthday yeah. and then seeing those videos, you know, it, it rips you apart. Um, and that, and, that, so, and that's as an adult, isn't it? Yeah. So you can't, you, you know, you know. But you it, know, I was talking to to one of his older um, kids um, on um, over messenger on the on the phone, and you know he was saying how you know he was having trouble sleeping, and you know he's you know all, all all upset and everything, and you know I was just trying to do my best giving him advice, but you know such a difficult thing to deal with. So um, so yeah, I did take offence to all these people who. Uh, act like it's nothing. I think all you've got to do is remind yourself that these people out there are idiots. Mm. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. They're, they're, just, they're either choosing not to educate themselves or they're, they're ignoring the fact or they're just, I don't know, just, just idiots mm. basically. I mean, it's not like anybody who's got a different opinion than us is an idiot type thing, but, <laughs> but certainly, I don't know. Because I know a few people, so podcasts and stuff, who think the total opposite of what I do and they do think that a lot of it's overblown and a lot of it's made up and and, stuff. and I'm not falling out I think I've mentioned this on the last podcast it's like I'm not going to fall out with them just because they mm-hmm. but they are also staying out of people's way so yeah. these people who may have a different opinion to me they're not running up hugging strangers going ha ha I'm going to make you poorly now they are staying out of people's way and it's that and the other but it's I don't know it's a weird world I think at the minute and uh, uh, I tell you what is funny. Yeah. Um, I did think of this the other day. You know, you, we got all these people who say, you know, um, we shouldn't wear masks because it's our right not to wear masks and mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. We had, you know, twenty four months ago. Um, you know, there was big things about masks because we've we've had things like burkas and, and that kind of stuff talked about in the press. Yeah, we have, yeah. And, you know, kind of, you know, certain countries banned those and banned people from wearing face coverings and that kind of stuff. And at that point, what was happening? Probably the same group of people yep. saying, it's my God-given right to be able to wear a mask. Yeah. And now, because it suits them, it's flipped the other way. I, yeah. I just the, the, the news tends to see you do see that a lot, and, and social media obviously because that's our main outlet of of news and stuff. You will see somebody's opinion just literally flip the other way. But you know, if if somebody chooses and I wear a mask, if somebody chooses to wear a mask and I chose not to, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Why should I get offended at them wearing one? You know, yeah. but then, but then the other side of the argument is, and I have seen people say this: going, if I choose not to wear a mask, how's it affecting you? And you think, what? Yeah. Do you even think that's a genuine <laughs> argument? And they do. They're so convinced. Going, yeah. well, if you, you you wear yours, and I don't wear mine, I don't see what the problem is. You're like, okay, I'll let you think about that for a little while, and you come up with your own answer. It's not even <laughs> worth arguing with them or debating with them half the time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just it's it's a very sad, depressing world at the minute and you know 
I think it was probably a sad and depressing world beforehand, but 2020 has kind mm. of turned the volume up to 11, yeah. what with the US election and people be- becoming less well-mannered if they in fact were. Because I've noticed that, certainly in the job I do where I speak to customers, my God, the, any form of manners on a lot of them have just gone. They have none whatsoever. <laughs> I I had somebody come into the live chat thing which I was working on mm. this week and they came in and were like effing this and effing that and I'm like okay hi how can I help you know that sort of thing so they 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 basically asked for something that we couldn't do so mm-hmm. you know in your job or whatever there's certain procedures you're like sorry can't do that yeah you know, uh, so I want a product in 20 minutes can't be done really can't but I need it uh, can't be done it's impossible certain mm-hmm. things we can't do certain things we can't so he was asking for one of, he or she was asking for one of these things that just wasn't possible and my mm-hmm. god so much swearing yeah a moron this that the other went firstly uh, I, I'm here to help secondly no need to swear it does not speed things up so mm-hmm. knock it off <laughs> and I went, if you keep swearing, I am going to kick you off this live chat thing. Because I get paid to do my job. I don't get paid to be sworn at. And it's uh, oh, don't don't go. You've been so helpful, which I quickly picked up with sarcasm. I'm very good at that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, then don't swear. And he went, yeah, okay, moron. So I just clicked the kick out, kick button, gum. So I ain't putting up with that crap. <laughs> it's like, oh, madness. So it's been a very long week work-wise. Just, I don't know. I think as you get closer to Christmas and you work in a sort of retail type industry, would cost they, mm-hmm. they're a nightmare. Because everybody, and this is the other thing about Christmas I don't understand. Why does everybody get so stressed over a day? I've never understood yeah, that. I've never I, got it. I, yeah, I never understood this, you know, whole thing where, you know, if you usually spend £100 a week on shopping or whatever, it gets to Christmas and somebody spends £400 mm. on food and then throws a half of it away. Yep. Um, you know, I'm not saying our spend doesn't go up because there are some things that are more expensive and you do usually buy extras. But, you know, there's no more food goes to waste, you know, over Christmas than, than any other time because nope. it's still eaten. You know, we don't just buy, you know, oh, let's buy 10 turkeys Oh, I can't eat that now. Wait, oh, the shops are closed for a whole day. We need 10 loaves of bread. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> I've never... But I, I, even the present thing, I used to... I mean, I've worked in retail jobs in several places, HMV, Asda, all that sort of stuff, over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And my God, you just see people so stressed. They'll come in and they'll just... They, and HMV was a classic one. They would come in and put like a £90 box set down going, all right, tick granddad off the list. That'll do. It's like, you're just spending 90 quid and you're calling it that'll do. Get him something. You go, that's granddad sorted. He'll love that. You rarely see that. It's like, that'll do. Tick him off. Mm. Oh my God, it's crazy. One one thing I don't like at Christmas is the whole, you know, I will buy you this just because at least it's something and it gets you off the list. <laughs> you know, I I usually sit down and think about everybody I buy for, you know, and, um, you know, I actually have fun doing it. Yeah, of course. And that sh- um, it should be fun. It should be a fun time of year, shouldn't it? It should just be a, we're not at work, because generally most people aren't, even though I've worked at places over Christmas or whatever, but you get up in the morning, whenever, and you just, I don't know what's your, right, this is this is, this is is like a Christmas episode, even though it's not even near Christmas. What is your routine on Christmas then? And mainly like present opening and stuff like that. How's that work? Um, well, 
it's kind of changed over the years. So um, if I go back to my childhood quickly yeah. and give you a rundown then, um, there was always like a main household for, for Christmas. So um, during my younger years, it was always at my nan's house. So, you know, we get up in the morning, um, I'd open... There was always like a stocking at the end of my bed from Santa. Yeah, same. So, you know, and it, it used to have like, you know, stuff in that the kids nowadays that think you're mad at, you know. Did you get an orange? An apple, Did you get an, an apple and an orange? <laughs> I, got an, I got an orange usually, yeah. And I used to love my apple and my orange. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, if there was a year that there was not an apple and an orange, I would have been so offended. Yeah, I never got an apple, but I always got an orange. So, um, so yeah, you know, there, there was always that, and that was what, I was kind of allowed to have and I was allowed to open. Um, then we'd get up, um, do whatever we need to do at home, and then into the car with the presents and off to my nan's house. So, you know, when when I was kind of eight and below, it was my nan and granddad. And then after that, it was just my nan. And so, uh, so were these with the presents that your parents had bought you, but you yeah. hadn't yet opened? Yeah. Okay. So, and, and, it, it, as a kid, you you just desperately wanted to open your presents, but my nan's rule, and my nan was leading Christmas at this time because it was at her house, yeah. is presents come after your lunch. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh no. I bet as a kid that's torture. It, it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'd, you know, we'd get there, you know, and you'd say hi, and, um, you know, nan would be cooking, and then we'd sit down, we'd eat lunch. Then, you know, after, you know, people's food had time to settle it wasn't just straight away it was time to settle <laughs> then we'd finally get onto the presents and it was great and then um you know that evening um kind of my granddad's um and, and nan's family you know members had, had come over as well um you know have a have a drink play a game of dominoes and you know that kind of stuff and and that was our Christmas uh, our Christmas day. Yeah. Then, obviously, my mum took over, and it was pretty similar, except um, presents in the family, like you know, me um, and parents were were opened before yeah. lunch, and then some saved for after. And now um, we're doing it. It's. Um, the, the usual Christmas is we get up, we exchange our gifts that we've bought for each other, and then we would usually go over to see my parents, so they would come over to see us, and then we'd do their presents after. So that you know, it's a bit of a bit of all the traditions kind of rolled into one. Yeah. Um, obviously, this year it's just us. Um, we're going to be video chatting for the day. Um, you know, so we'll be eating in front of the TV along with them so we'll still kind of be having a meal together and, okay um opening we, we've we've had this um kind of practice run haven't we we yeah. had the christmas in july yeah, so we, we've got it all covered you know so we've done the opening gifts over um kind of um video chat and everything and it works really well so uh so yeah that's what we we do and our gift giving usually kind of is for for some um a bit kind of drawn out because how we like to do it is um, one person will open one gift yeah, and it goes yeah, around and do. around. Yep. And But I suppose it depends who you are. I'm one of those people, the same as, as my mum and, and that kind of stuff. That's how I was brought up. I have 
just as much, if not more, fun watching other people open the gifts that they've been given than opening my own. Yeah, because I, I, well, I feel awkward opening my own gifts because I have never been one of these that that opens something and has visually gone, "Oh my god, you've got me!" Mm-hmm. I've, I've just never that sort of person. Even if yeah. I do inside, I am like, "Oh my god, this person's got me this thing. This is absolutely amazing." And then you you always feel the need to show that. To go, mm-hmm. oh my god! I mean, there's a friend of mine, Andrew, who well, he periodically used to phone me up, and I'm damn sure his wife was in earshot, going, "Oh my god, guess what she's got me!" And I'm thinking, I haven't spoke to you for like eight months, and then it would be like, you know, a trip to Iceland, not like Iceland, a supermarket, but you know, like a trip to Iceland, a country, or we're going to Venice, oh, yeah. or she got me a PS4 or whatever it was at the time, and I'm thinking, well, that's nice. What? How am I supposed to react to that? Just mm-hmm. go, oh my god, that's amazing. well, I'm not getting it, so why I'm not going to get too excited, but I'm kind of <laughs> happy for him. But he, there was a period of about three or four years where he used to do that every Christmas, and now it's just like, A, I don't hear from him now, but B, it's like, oh, here we go, what have you got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like the other week he asked me, he said, Oh, have you got your new consoles yet? I went, No, he said, Oh, I've got one of each. I'm like, Well, I couldn't get one, really? Wow. Oh, no, you should have, should have looked on this website, you'd be able to get one. Yeah, I've been looking on a website. Oh, I've got one of each. Have you played them yet then? No, not yet. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Dance in front of people in wheelchairs, do you often? It's like, yeah. DL. But uh, no, I do the same as you now. I'm sort of indoctrinated the, here's a present for you. Let us, let's all mm-hmm. watch you open that one. Right, here's a present for you. Let's watch all you open that one. Here's one for me. Everybody stop and we'll see what I've got. Because it does prologue. I think it's nothing worse than just people tearing into their big pile of presents with locusts. You know, you go out, you make a cup yeah. of tea, you come back and you go, right, who's who's opening it? Oh, you've done it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you're not enjoying each individual present, then, if you're just tearing no. through the next one. So... You know. So yeah, we we really enjoy that, you know, and and it can mean Christmas goes on for hours, but yeah. you know, it's great. It is. I think hours will be. We wake up because we'll be tired because we'll have finished work like a day or two before. <laughs> I think we finish it on Christmas Eve at seven a.m. Okay. So Christmas Day for us will be the the first proper day where we slept. We'll get mm-hmm. up. We'll have some breakfast. Then it'll be present opening for Annette and I, and then we'll just. You know, spend the rest of the day just grazing and watching food, eating food, and watching mm-hmm. movies on the projector. I've not quite narrowed down my Christmas list for films yet, but I will be putting some serious thought into that. <laughs> so that'll be good. But uh, yeah, all the stuff's wrapped up. Um, there is, I think, still deliveries are still showing up. Had <laughs> some more this morning, and I think it was this morning. It might have been yesterday. I don't know. Ain't got a clue. Um, but yeah, uh, and I know you've still got more to come. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I've got a little one on my desk which you'd got for Annette, and mm-hmm. it says Christmas for Annette. So I've got to open that up and wrap that up and then put it under a tree for mm-hmm. her to do. But I think I know what that one is because you and I had had that conversation. So, mm-hmm. um, so I woke up this morning to a message from you saying if Annette's near her messenger, please let her know. So yep. I wandered downstairs and went, oh. um just in case she went, oh, I'm over the secret conversation with Rob. I went, all right, that's what I was coming to, that's what I was coming to tell you. So then I just wandered off then. So. She, she felt the need to confess that she was having a conversation. It's like, 
she obviously didn't tell me what the conversation was, and I don't need to know. But she's well, she was just I, like I, bragging I can about it. I actually tell you, it doesn't give anything away of the gift other than where it's from yes. in a way. Yeah, but but that's fine. Yeah. So the, the strangest thing happened. Because obviously, you know, I'm buying things and having it sent directly to your house. Yes. So um, I've had this a few times now, where like the the confirmation emails or whatever say. Hi, Annette. Thanks for your order. No, no, I, I'm not Annette. <laughs> you know, even though you've got like, you know, billing address and that kind of stuff, they don't seem to listen to it. No, they don't. Um, so, um, I, you know, this morning I had this email. And it was ever so strange. Um, it was, um, thanks for placing the order for whatever. Yeah. Um, we also see that you have ordered this item um, from our eBay store. Mm-hmm. Is it that you want both of them, or should we cancel one of them? Oh, and and this was you know addressed to to Annette. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking never. Annette's bought exactly the same thing as I've bought for Stuart from this company, but on their eBay store. So I'm like, Annette, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> so so obviously when when she picked up my message, she's like, yeah. I'm like. You didn't happen to buy Stuart discs from eBay, did you? And I'm thinking, she's taking a while to re- respond at the moment. She's thinking, oh, my God, Rob's like a mind reader. What's going on here? Yeah. And no, she, she hadn't bought it at oh. all. So I don't know where this company was going whatsoever. So, you know, at the end of the day, she says, nope, haven't bought it. Okay, fine. So I email this company back going, well, I've not been on eBay. So I didn't buy it on eBay. Yeah. I've logged into my eBay account. And I haven't bought it. It's it's not in my account. So please just carry on as normal with yeah. processing my order. As long as I get one of them, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> the last thing he needs is two PlayStation 5s because then they'll be very confused about well, which, which thought, Well, if you want to send two, <laughs> you can send two. You know? I'm sure he's, he's not going to argue. <laughs> not at all. I'll be like, no, I've only got one, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but yeah, it was ever so strange. But yeah, so, that, so I woke up this morning and said, I'm chatting to Rob. I'm like, good for you. I'm going to make a coffee. <laughs> so now I think all my Christmas presents present buying is done. I think it is literally just a case of uh, I think I've got to see Bob at some point. Who knows when? This is the second podcast he's not shown up for, so who knows what's going to happen there? So I've got to do a, a backyard present drop or exchange with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe if that happens, who knows? Uh, but other than that, kind of done. I was thinking, do I need to get my aunt something? But I'm thinking, no, because I bought her a brand new television a couple of months back and I said, here's your early Christmas present. So I'm kind of covered. So I don't Mm. actually have to buy her anything. I would just give her a phone call on Christmas Day and have a chat to her. So, but uh, yeah, because I can't visit her because she's in a care home and we're being safe and so, sorry, do, do I need to stop say, being stay being safe? Do I need to say I'm now petrified of of COVID nineteen and I'm Maybe I'm just cowering behind the couch? We're being smart. I think so. Yeah, we are being smart. So it's a strange world. So but yeah, I, I think I'm like you. I think I've reached the point where everybody is bought for. Yeah, and. But I do this thing, I don't know about you, where I always keep my kind of eye on kind of bargains that are coming up and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff, just in case something kind of turns up and I go, you know what, that would do really well for such and such, you know, and it's only a cheap price now because it's a bargain, it popped up on the sales. So I always kind of am doing that, so there's always 
a few more presents that end up being bought. But <laughs> Same. Yep. I'm at the level where if this is all I've got, people, I'm very happy. Well, normally each year, and obviously this year it won't apply, but I used to always go out and buy like two or three boxes of Thornton's chocolates and gift wrap them with no tag on it, just in case <laughs> somebody shows up at your house going, oh, I've not seen you for like two years, but I brought you a present. You got, I've got you one. Let me just get it out yep. of the kitchen. Doink, and give him a present. But I don't have to do that this year because nobody is we, going to come around. We do exactly the same <laughs> thing. It must be no yeah. written rule. Um, so what we've done this year um, is we do have some, just in case somebody, you know, we do have people who come knock on the door to, you know, and stand at the end of the garden and say hi. Yeah. So we, we have done that. Um, you know, the the typical add-on to your Tesco order, some of their kind of um, chocolate selections in a tin or something like that, yeah. and which is, you know, what we've done. Um, you know, the neighbours will always usually get um, one as well, but yeah, but there's always a f- those few in reserve, so uh, we've still got it. And if nobody comes round, you've got yourself some chocolates Bonus. and some biscuits. You, you're hoping <laughs> nobody else comes round so you can eat them. That's, mm-hmm. that's just me. I, I still suspect that Neil Johnson will come all the way from America just to... Uh, just to say hi, so I've, I've got a little box box of chocolates for him, Neil. I haven't really Neil, so don't don't spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds to come <laughs> over on Christmas Day. Um, but uh, he's now thinking, well, actually, there's two of them there, so if you know one ticket, you know, stop off at both places. That's true. He could, he could actually spend all that money on plane tickets, and he could walk away with a box of chocolates each. Yeah. So it's it is, it is possible. He was uh, so I messaged him earlier on said how's how's your day? He's got a Christmas robot. And feel free to ask him about that. He has actually a got a robot. Christmas robot. I've seen a picture of it and everything. It's very cool. What What does this Christmas robot do? Like, does it I don't stand know. there and sing Christmas carols? I, or it may well do. Knowing, right, we need Neil on there. No, knowing Neil, it does. Right now. <laughs> I don't care what time it is. Bring him in. On the phone. It's probably about midday, I think, where he is now. Maybe one o'clock. Yeah. But yeah, he has a Christmas robot. He's the only person I know that has a Christmas robot. But that is kind of cool. So... Video evidence also don't believe it, Neil. I'm sure I'm. Uh, once Neil listens to this, I know he listens to the podcast very quickly. Probably at some point, a video will show up of a Christmas robot. <laughs> so, Neil, send it, Rob. Um, yep. Not, I'd like to see it as well, but Rob wants it. So, uh, so uh, the Castle Project is still ongoing. <laughs> it's uh, it's still fascinating to see the different casting videos that are coming through. There, there is one guy. I'm not going to name anybody, but there's one guy who sent the text thing through. And then he um, he'd, he'd asked me in a separate message saying, I know you're not telling anybody what characters you've got in there, but can you give me a clue? Oh. So I went back saying, look, the only thing I will tell you is blah, blah, blah. There's a Christmas robot. There's a Christmas robot. <laughs> and I mentioned a pitch video in there, which was included in my original tweet. And he went, oh, did you want me to do a video? I, I got confused, so I said, look, well, generally I was asking people to do a video because it would show how people move, it would let me hear their accents, and it makes it easier for me to write for them if I've seen how they how they move and stuff. Okay, so do you want me to do a video with the character I've already done, or do you not like the character? And I'm thinking, why am I spending all this time focusing on one person? <laughs> Just, oh my God, read the tweet and send it through. But, you know, so he's persistent, and that's quite nice. But uh, I'm sure Neil would be chuckling his head off and probably is laughing at that. He'd be like, yep, I've had that problem. But mm. uh, So I, I don't want to go back to somebody and say, actually, the character I'd like you to play is this, because that defeats the whole point of mm-hmm. me going, you tell me what the character is. If they all fit together, 
I will put them in the script. So, but so far the the characters are slowly assembling. I think I've probably got. I mean, have I got one, two? So I've probably got about five, I think. Not necessarily cast, but there mm-hmm. there are five characters in my brain when it's a case of these five people I would like to put in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know for a fact at least two of them are coming from casting. Um, there was one person who was a case of, brilliant, you sent a pitch video through, I like your character, and that also gives me an idea for another character. So that uh-huh. one person uh-huh. is spawning into two but uh, so far, so good. Um, somebody said that they were hoping I would cast them because they're looking to save some money up so they could fly back to Europe. So I then went back saying, I'm not being funny, but if you're going to use this role to save up money to buy a plane ticket, please be aware there is no start date for this. It is not going to be before a year before <laughs> I even consider starting shooting. So, you know, don't be looking at this one for the money. Uh, so I had that one. So it's interesting. It is, uh, so far, so good. I'm trying to find some video capturing software that you mentioned so that I can capture the Twitter mm-hmm. videos. Otherwise, it will just be a case of me videoing like the screen. I can uh, I can send you some information over on that, on Fantastic. the ones that I've used and uh, have experience with. Fantastic. Good, good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm considering my own audition video. Um, <laughs> I'm just narrowing down the sock for my sock puppet. Yep. Um, but otherwise, it should be good. I think even Abel said he was going to send one over. I'm still waiting, Abel. But uh, I know you've been busy doing the day job, night job thing. Abel and a couple of goats. Abel and a couple of goats. That's a whole separate movie, that, though, to be fair. <laughs> Abel and the two goats. Sounds like a film called Kubo and the Two Strings, but different. So. Um, but yeah, so the Castle Project is still ongoing. There's absolutely no updates on the Mimi trilogy yet. I've been trying to schedule a read-through for weeks nothing so it's like oh my god 2020 has just kicked the living crap out of any schedules at all so there's zero updates on Mimi trilogy uh which is why i'm just jumping into everything else uh grimfest we're having a, a christmas horror night festival this weekend but because i was working i had no time to watch a lot of the films other than December which I watched mm-hmm. last week which was great but I didn't manage to watch any of the other films because I was sort of back at work on the, the Monday night I think it was it's like no time whatsoever mm-hmm. so I struggled on that I'm just I'm gonna I'm really trying to sort my schedules out for next year got way too many things ongoing and not enough time to get them done so I need to kind of work out how to do that but uh so have you watched anything? I've watched a lot, but I've watched a, you know, two or three things. Uh, I, I've watched a few things, not uh, not as much as I'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've watched some. What have you watched? Um, right, well, um, I, I'm going to start off by uh, getting Discovery out of the way. Season 3, episode 10. Okay. Um, for, for those in the know, those who like Star Trek, it was a Mirror Universe episode, which I always enjoy. Yeah. Um so it was a, it was a good episode. So you know to be fair, you know out of 10 episodes there's only been one of I've really disliked so far. So season 3 is is a good um year for discovery. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's been that. Um I watched um well we watched as a family Home Alone 2 on Disney Plus for our movie, nice. Saturday movie night, because for me, there's nothing more Christmassy than a Home Alone movie, either the, either yeah. one or two. Yeah. Um, Don't go beyond that. Forget it. No. Just just stick with the first two. 
Um, so yeah, really enjoyed that, but really enjoyed seeing it on a big screen as well. Yes. Yeah. So, so it was that. Um, that same night, we also watched um, a movie called Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck uh, and Christina Applegate. That, um, I don't, that's one of those films. I don't know if I've seen it, but I'm obviously aware of the title. So um, a, a rough quick outline is uh, Ben Affleck, um, millionaire, lots of money, but not lots of friends. And um, so decides this Christmas, because he's got nothing to do and no one will have him, to use a bit of his money and rent himself a family. Oh, as you do. Yeah. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> it's it, Okay. I is think it, is, um, it, is it good? It it was the the online on screen rating gave it something like one and a half stars. We actually really enjoyed it. I, I you know as a family film, it's up there on your kind of four star level for me. So uh, if you if you've got a family, you want to watch a nice Christmas movie. Surviving Christmas is a good movie. The one the Christmas movies that I really want to watch and I've never seen it is Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. That's okay. al- always been on my list where they go around all the different relatives and stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, I-, I know you've seen more Christmas movies than I have this year. But <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mind them now. I won't purposely seek out a Christmas movie, but if one looks quite interesting, I'll mm-hmm. check it out. So I want to watch Four Christmases. I quite like the uh, Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. So it, you know, but there's a lot of schmaltzy Christmas films out there at the minute, isn't there? Where you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, not good. Yeah. Okay. So what else you watched? Um, we we sat down and and watched um, a four on demand thing. Um, um, we're we're big uh, Gogglebox fans, yeah. um, as I believe you are. Yes. Um, but it's something that Addie has never seen. She's she knows of <laughs> it. She's heard us talking about it, but she's never seen it. She doesn't know what it's about. Um, and I was flicking through four on demand, which you know I, I've I've got a new kind of love for at the moment. Yeah. There seems to be quite a few shows that. Um, I'm watching West Wing. Um, West Wing. Watch the West Wing. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, on there, we came across it was a one um, episode Christmas episode special. Um, Goggle Sprogs. Yeah, I remember that being on. Yeah. So we sat down and watched it with Addy, and we all had a laugh uh, watching that. So, uh, so that was good. Here's here's a question: uh, Would mm-hmm. y- would you and Nicole ever go on Gogglebox? Oh, I'd love it. Would Nicole love it? Yeah, I think she would. Okay. Well, that's a question for you to ask. And I'm not, you know, you're not going to get a phone yeah, call yeah. saying, "Hey, Robin Nicole, you're on Gogglebox." I oh. don't, I don't have that sort of power yet. Channel Four, come yet. On. Get yes, in touch. exactly. But no, because um, Annette and I have talked about it. Would like, would we be on it? We're yeah, like, yeah, we'd be amazing know, on it. The the amount of video chatting we've been doing with my uh, with my family um, this year, um, and you know, me and Nicole are just halfway through, just break out into an argument, you know, a comical one, not Hmm. by all means anything serious, but we've had people laughing at us saying you two need to be on Gogglebox. So uh, yeah, I go for it. Okay. Um, And then the last thing on my list and um, something that we have really sped through, we've watched the first season, uh, me and Nicole is um, Santa Clarita diet. Yes, I saw the first couple of episodes of that and loved it, but because it got cancelled early, yeah. I think I'm like, I'm not invested in it. I was when I when I get annoyed with Netflix, it's like, nope, done. But it's such th- a good show. I think it did. Was it two seasons? I think so. Yeah. So we've just started season two now, so it won't be long since that's till that's out of the way. Yeah. But it's just getting better and better. It really is a good se- yeah, series, great. and I don't know why it was canned. 
It's just the problem with Netflix is they spend so much money on a show. And then everybody goes, my God, this is amazing. But then people get, because of the way that Netflix and streaming platforms are, people Mm -hmm. go, oh, a new thing. Yeah. Oh, something else. And then they look at how much money it's costing for another season of the really good show. And they go, yeah, but but we can make a new one for like half the price. And And people won't care. So then they scrap them. That's why I'm very, very wary of investing myself in any Netflix show that mm. claims to be like a season one or a season two. I will wait until there's quite a few. I held yeah. off watching The Queen's Gambit until I knew it was one and done. It's like, right, seven episodes, done, no more. Right, I'll watch it. I'm just, I'm, I am very fed up with Netflix scrapping stuff because of their stupid algorithm. <laughs> but our Santa Clarita is amazing. Drew Barrymore is great. She's one of my favorites anyway. But uh, Yeah, the, you know, just, just watching Drew Barrymore just kind of pick up a, um, a finger and just start chewing on it. It's just <laughs> hilarious. Yep, good show. So yeah, that that's us for the week. But you know, um, you know, not as much as I would have liked, but some really no. good stuff in there. So I was the same. I looked at my list earlier on, and I'm thinking I've barely watched anything. But I'd, I I don't need to watch 20 films for every single podcast episode. I think I'd had the conversation with you before going, mm-hmm. right, I'm going to cut down because all I'm doing is just reading through a list. But our projector night this week, or since the last episode, we watched The Godfather Part 2, and last night we watched The Godfather Part 3, uh, mm-hmm. which is also entitled Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. And it went, spoiler! I'm like, no, it's not a spoiler. It's, it's not... It doesn't, you know, the character is not going to die. It's mm-hmm. just his character is dying. You know, his soul yeah. is dying. There we go. So that's the, the way to do that. So we sat and watched those on the big screen, and I absolutely loved them. She'd never seen The Godfather Part Three mm-hmm. before, aka Coda. Uh, I had, but to watch films on a big projection compared to watching them on a small screen, I think you touched mm-hmm. upon it before. It's so mm-hmm. much, so much different. It's a different. Yeah. it's a different experience. You see more things. Well, you do, because I was watching uh, The Godfather 3, and at one point there was a shot in a living room, and I know you've not seen The Godfather films, but you no. know that Marlon Brando was in the first one. Mm-hmm. So he's not in number two and three, because obviously this thing spans like however many years, and Marlon Brando's no longer with us. And and there was a photo on a on a sideboard of Marlon Brando, and I'm, I'd oh. never never noticed that before. I said to her, I'm, oh, check that out. She was like, oh my God. So it's so much different. The mm. one thing I really want to do is get it hooked up to a proper sound system. Mm-hmm. That's my next stage. I know we're both using sound bars and they are a yeah. lot better than TV screens and projector mm-hmm. speakers, but they're still not quite to the level where it's like, wow. So that's my next thing. When we when we move into a new house, we will mm-hmm. make sure everything's set up properly. But uh, yeah. the Godfather films are like three hours each, so they are not short movies, but they're <laughs> amazing films. So I love that. There is a new version of the Godfather 3 that's just come out. So mm-hmm. the original Godfather 3 comes out 1990. It's like two hours and 55 minutes, whatever it is, for this thing. So now we get to this year, where the director, Francis Coppola, has come out and he said, I'm going to revisit godfather 3 which kind of got panned when it came out because everybody picked on sophia coppola my daughter for being in the role and they were like whinging that she wasn't a good actress and blah 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 (laughs) she's all right she's not bad um 
but I said, I'm going to re-edit the film and give it a new ending and a new beginning. It'll be a whole new experience. So I'm like, Ooh, you've got me excited there because I like The Godfather 3. Imagine if mm-hmm. they turned around and said, we're going to, I'm going to redo Star Trek Generations and it'll be a whole <laughs> new experience and there'll be a new beginning and a new ending. And you get excited as you would. You're like, oh, I really want to watch this one. I don't know which version I'm going to prefer, but I really want to see what they've done with a new one. Mm-hmm. So I picked this thing up on Blu-ray and put it on and it kind of is a new beginning because they've taken a scene that was probably about an hour into the film on the original one mm-hmm. and put it at the beginning. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then it's got a different title. So it no longer says The Godfather 3. It says The Godfather Coda, Death of Michael Corleone. So you go, okay, that's a new bit, I guess. Different font. Um, and then <laughs> the, the, the new ending is there is a bit at the ending where on the theatrical one where this thing happens and then it cuts to a 30-second scene of something else happening. They've just clipped that last 30 seconds off. <laughs> so technically, it has got a new ending, I suppose. But it's like... So if, you, if you're tempted to go out and pick this new version of The Godfather 3 up and you already own the theatrical Godfather 3, stick with that one. Stick with, <laughs> but it's also it's seven minutes shorter. Mm-hmm. Because I have both versions, and last week I thought, right, I'm going to... Because I didn't know which version to introduce Annette to. Do mm-hmm. I go with the theatrical one, or do I go with this new version? If this new version was, like, stupidly different, then I'm going to go with that one. But So I checked the running times and think, okay, this one's, like, 2 hours 55 for the theatrical. Oh, it's, like, one forty-seven for the... Or 2 hours 47 for the, <laughs> the, the Coda one. Well, I need to watch this new version, so I'm going to introduce it to that one. Virtually no difference, other than we get 7 minutes less footage, and there's, a, there's been a little bit of a shuffle. So mm. I was massively disappointed. And there's no extras on it either, other than a 90-second oh. introduction Hi, I'm revisiting my film. I wasn't able to do it at the time, but I've put a new beginning and a new ending, and it's a new experience. Enjoy. You think, what? No Surely comments. you want to ask him the question then. What, why weren't you able to do this at the time? I don't get it. I mean, I, the, I understand the title thing because pe- studios at that time wanted the number on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's, so I'd stick with a the theatrical one. <laughs> it's, like, it's not good. So... How are you with different versions? Are you do you get excited if somebody said, "Right, I'm going to revisit my film and I'm going to redo it." Are you instantly excited by it, or do you sort of think, um, "I'm good, thanks. I like the one you've already done." It's it's a tough one. Um, the only there's only a few things I actually remember seeing kind of different versions of. So um, one is I Am Legend. Yeah, that, I mean that's a big difference, isn't it? Yeah, versions of that, yeah. Um and um, I I enjoyed the alternative version more than the original. Yes, definitely. Because it's got a whole new score. It's like half an hour longer or whatever it mm-hmm. is. So yeah, it was a lot better. Um, the other one was um, and I think we spoke about this show last week. Um, the Jericho TV show. Okay. Yep. The um the DVD release of season two, I believe, had an alternative ending, which okay. at the time I just looked up on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of um you know something new there. Was that um, a big? Was that a massive difference, or was it just like okay, it's not that much different? But um yeah um again I think it's one of those things where. This is the ending if we're going to continue the series. This is the <laughs> yeah. ending if we've got canned. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, that's, you know, I'm sure maybe there's a few more if people reminded me of, of certain things. But yeah, well, there's, there's not much I've seen. I know I with... Remember. I know, let's get back onto your wonderful, friendly home turf, but I know with Star Trek, the Star mm-hmm. Trek movies had different versions. Star Trek, the motion picture, there's God knows how many versions of that out there, and I've mm-hmm. seen several of them. I think the, the latest one was the director's cut, where Robert Wise went back and he redid a lot of the special effects and cut this and cut... cut there's, a, there's huge differences to the various versions of Star Trek, the motion picture. If you look on IMDb and check the running times, it's like, <laughs> geez, I want all of those. Uh, but also Star Trek, the Wrath of Khan, I think there's, there was some cuts made to that. And then mm-hmm. they're back in on the deep, but I don't know what the versions are. And Star Trek Six, I think, had more footage on the home release than it did in the theatrical one, only by a few minutes, because I remember mm-hmm. them putting that on the cover. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for these alternate versions. Yeah, I, I prefer them if there's kind of a big change made yeah. rather than just a, well, you know, because the studio wanted it to be this length at the cinema, we cut this out, but then we've put it back in for the DVD release or whatever. Um, you know, because obviously there's plenty of uh, things you buy on DVD or Blu-ray where you go into the kind of the cut scene section. You can just see a few cut scenes anyway. Yeah, um, I, t- I tend to not watch those though. I don't know why. I think if they were cut, they were cut for a reason. Mm. But when they put them back in the film, so it's films like Aliens. You know, when that came out, it was two hours and whatever long. And then when they did this special release in the early 90s, I think, where it was 17 minutes longer in the Mm. film. And that's such a good version of the film on that one. And The Abyss, which they put like, I think it's 28 minutes back into the film and it makes it so much better. Terminator 2. You know, that there's a longer version of that. There's about three different versions of that film. So. You see, I think this is where you really have to be, uh, you know, uh, of no film, life. <laughs> well, <laughs> a film aficionado, because yeah. you know, you mention these things, and like I said, I say, well, yeah, I love Terminator Two, but I couldn't tell you which version I've seen. Um, well, you know, and th- you know, I, th- there's many films you mention. I go, yeah, I've seen that film, but if you then say, and there's a direct, director's cut and a theatrical cut, I'm thinking, I've got no idea which one I've seen. And I think a lot of people are probably like that. Well, with the Terminator One, Terminator Two, so they brought out a trailer for it, and in the trailer there was a little scene where Michael Bean, the character from the first one, mm-hmm. visits Sarah Connor, and he's like, "Oh, it's all up to you," and blah blah blah. And then the film came out of the cinema, and the scene wasn't in it. Somebody's like, huh? "Where's the Michael Bean scene?" And then they released a Terminator Two Ultimate DVD set. This is like the geekiest DVD set ever. So yeah. it had. This version had the theatrical version on it, but then it also had this extended version on it, which had this Michael Bean scene back in it, where Sarah's in the insane asylum mm-hmm. and she has a dream and all that sort of stuff, and that scene's in it. And you go, oh, that's kind of cool. But then when they're having the big fight in the foundry, you remember when the two Terminators are having a fight in the metal foundry mm-hmm. at the end? There's this whole sequence where the the, the metallic Terminator, so Robert Patrick's T1000, starts mm-hmm. to malfunction. And he puts his hand on a rail and you see his hand getting stuck in the rail and his foot gets stuck. And there's this whole lengthy like, this is new. I've never seen this before. This is amazing. So there's all these little things that are littered in the film. But then on the DVD, if you put in 
so I can't even remember which menu it is, but you go to one of the menus, it's like scene selection or something, and you type in the date for Judgment Day. So and, I, <laughs> I, and I've forgotten off the top of the top of my head what it was, but say it was like you know zero one oh five nineteen ninety six or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It brings up another menu, right, and you get another version of the film that's hidden on this disc, where wow. it ends with a prosthetically made up Sarah Connor. She's old because she obviously Judgment Day didn't happen, and all of a sudden you're like, "Whoa, this is another version of the film." So with Terminator Two, it does get very, very confusing, nearly as confusing as Star Trek: The Motion Picture for different versions <laughs> and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm-hmm. There's also quite a lot of different versions of that. I think I've got three at the minute, and even wow. even that's not the full version of the movie. Mm. Madness. Interesting. So one of my so yeah, so watch Godfather two and Godfather three. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we're on the subject of Godfather, I'm, I've gone ultra geek this week. So uh, watching the Godfather films years and years ago, and I'm talking probably 1993, I think. So it was after the Godfather three came out on VHS. Mm-hmm. I still had a video player at that time because I didn't get a DVD player until 1999, 2000, I think it was. So I think The Matrix was one of the first. The Matrix and The Mummy were the first DVDs I've owned. So that's when I got a DVD player. So I um, so I had this VHS box set, which was called The Godfather, uh, the Godfather Trilogy, the Epic, mm-hmm. now, 1901 to 1979, which is the years that the film spans within the storyline. And this was a, a re-edited version of The Godfather 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. And it was all put into chronological order because in the second Godfather, basically it flashes back, flashes forward and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Coppola had re-edited the whole damn thing into chronological order, which drastically changes definitely the second one, but also put in like an hour and a half worth of extra footage within the film. And it was okay. the best version ever. This thing has never been available on DVD or Blu-ray, or ever been shown on TV since. It's mm-hmm. so hard to get hold of, and I had the VHS box set, but it got disappeared, shall we say. Somebody walked off with it at some point, way, 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 way back. And I've managed to find it on eBay, Ooh. this VHS thing. It's like 15 quid. But the problem is I don't have a video recorder. <laughs> so I'm now ordering a video recorder, right, so I can watch this thing. And on Tuesday, I have got a video capture kit showing mm-hmm. up. Yep. So that I could actually take the VHS footage, digitize it onto the computer, and then actually burn it to DVD so that I actually have this first. That's probably the most expensive and extreme thing I've ever done for for a for a single film trilogy. But I'm very excited about it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that'll be here at some point. But I was browsing for VHS players on Amazon. You mm. can get them. They're about £300. Ouch. So what I'm going to do is at some point just take a, a walk into town, uh, all masked up and gloved up, obviously, and run into the British Heart Foundation and go, give me that video recorder for 20 quid. And then I'm going <laughs> to run home and set it up and actually have a, a video transfer unit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm stupidly excited about watching this Godfather. I'm sure the resolution will be terrible because I'm so used to watching things in 4K now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that's my project for the coming week. Nice. So, there you go. <laughs> Geek out on that one. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, the, I, th- I think the only thing you could do um, to go one step further is um, 
you can now buy um, re-encoding software that's you know within reach. You know, I think it's about a hundred dollars. Um, that will actually take um, video footage and it's kind of computer learning up sampling. So actually, it is supposed to be really good. And I think some of that was used in the Deep Space Nine documentary on the upsampling yeah. used on there. Yeah. So you can use that and upsample it. Um, to make a, a better, uh, cleaner version. So that'd be the only way you could probably go with that now. Nice. I may end up looking into that. Because <laughs> I, so, I don't know why. I think I was just thinking, oh, I wonder if that set's still available. I looked on eBay and there was loads of them. And they were dirt cheap. And I'm like, even if, I never, if I'm never able to play that, I will be very happy actually having that as part of my geek collection. This, mm. this limited set of the Godfather type thing. So that's showing up. Um, what else have I watched? There's a new... The internet seems to be calling it the new Michael Bay film okay. called Songbird, but it's not a Michael Bay film. He's produced it. He has not directed it. Um, and it's it's available for rent on video on demand. It's £13.99 mm-hmm. to rent, which is pretty pricey. But I quite like Michael Bay films, and I thought it's a Michael Bay film, but it's not. It's uh, it's directed by a guy called Adam Mason, and it's about the world, total fiction, obviously. It is about a world that's been ravaged by COVID-23. <laughs> and everybody's in lockdown, and the world is in a, you know, it's a bit of a bin fire and all that sort of stuff. And so I've, I watched that. Uh, yeah, just skip it, really. I mean, it's very clever that they've shot it all during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it looks... Kind I suppose they've cut down cool. all special effects, you know, um, cleared streets and that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet Neil Johnson has so much stock footage of empty, deserted streets. I'd just be flying the drone out all yeah. the, all the time. What with wildfires and, and you know abandoned streets and stuff, he he will be directing the next Mad Max film by <laughs> by Neil Johnson. I'm alright with that. But not Songbird. It was. I don't know. I think I expected it to be more than it was because they were touting it as a Michael Bay film who mm-hmm. normally does these huge, you know, like Transformers or mm-hmm. The Rock or, you know, all these sort of things. And this was sort of a smaller film for obvious reasons because it was shot during a pandemic. But it was pretty much about a career driver who's immune to COVID-23 that is trying to save his girlfriend. There, That's pretty much it. That's not worth £13.99, so I'm definitely going to be watching what I spent my video-on-demand rental money for. Uh, a <laughs> damn sight better than that. It was 84 minutes. It was an okay movie, but just wait for it to drop onto Netflix. Mm. So I watched that. And then I also introduced to Annette today the 1993 film starring Michael Douglas, Falling Down, which, okay. she, had, which yeah. she had never... Have you seen that one? I have. Oh, I love. What's what's your thoughts on it, or is it uh, that long ago? You, it like, was that long ago, but I remember I really enjoyed it. And then, so. am I right in saying that then it was redone with The Rock? No. It's, surely falling down was redone. Nope. What am I? What am I getting that confused? Um, I don't what? know. The Scorpion King, maybe uh, redone no. with The Rock. Jumanji, possibly. No. Nope, Falling Down has most definitely not been done, um, remade by The Rock. I've, I, I, I've so, obviously uh, <laughs> dreamt this up. There you go. Possibly. You know, Dwayne, get on the phone. You know, I'm sure uh, there's a movie in this. There, there probably is, but we sat and watched that on the big screen today, and it's, I mean, I love the film anyway, but 
and I'd never seen it. She's watching this program, which I've forgotten what it's called, but it, it basically it focuses on the life of an actor. And then she she'll it'll show clips of the films and stuff. And she watched one about Michael Douglas last week, and she thought, "Oh, the Falling Down looks quite good." I'm like, "Wow, let's watch Falling Down." So mm. we sat and watched that on uh, on Netflix. Have you seen what Netflix do now? There is a button on there, and I don't know how long it's been there, saying "Play something." Yeah, like a random button or or whatever it may be. I tested it. I haven't uh, clicked on it, so I presume it's a random button. Well, I clicked on it. Yes, it's based on what you like and what you don't. So I thought, let's see what it thinks of my choices Mm -hmm. so i pressed play something and it played the 45 minute documentary called journey's end star trek next generation hosted by jonathan frakes that's on netflix (laughs) so it comes under season seven episode 26 apparently that's what because i'm like why is it just put that episode Oh, I remember seeing this documentary because I think it was on the, the DVDs or whatever when I had the box set. But it was an interesting look back, very cheesy and very press kit. You know, oh, let's look behind this door and see if anybody knows we're coming. And then all the cast are there and you're like, okay, that's obviously staged. But it was still a lot of fun. So if you've not seen that 45-minute documentary, it's well worth checking out. But you've obviously got to go into season seven and scroll right to the end and it'll probably be there. Mm-hmm. So that was quite good. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've been up to. Watch some more of the West Wing, which is a given. Um, I haven't really done that much this week. Uh, work has been extremely tough and very disjointed. I'm not a fan of disjointed weeks where you go in and you think, this is what I'm going to be doing. Oh, no. Oh, I'm doing that. Inst- it's, it threw me out. And I think Abel and I both agreed at the end of the shifts, like we were just dead and we wanted to die for four days. So <laughs> that's probably what I'm going to, I'm going to do. Um, I, I've also this evening, I've started removing some more DVD commentaries from some of my DVDs so that I can listen to them on MP3. So mm-hmm. I've, I found the old software for that. Uh, so I'm going to crack on with that. And yeah, I think that's about it. So everything's just, I don't know. So it's a strange week. I have to say, I've had some fun this week. Good. Um, I, uh, you know, after all this talking about, um, you know, autograph collections, sign memorabilia, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. I, I decided that it was time that the sci-fi shop made uh, made a comeback. So yes. um, I've been working hard on um, a new design for it. Um, the the aim obviously is to launch after Christmas because there's no chance I'm getting it on beforehand. <laughs> come on, and come on, Rob. If I we did, need it, nobody would buy something. No. Um, so obviously, getting something like that back online means that you have to get more stock. Yeah. So uh, I've been buying um, from my old suppliers, oh. and um, I have. Um, just purchased a load of um the walking dead signed um eight by ten so we've got um you know norman reedus um as daryl um we've got um rick grimes eight by tens we've got you know you know you name it ezekiel uh jesus you know they're all there have you got Um, negan um, I haven't. Oh, the one person I mentioned is one you've not got. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. um, but, you know, I'll never say never. Um, no. I'm sure um, Negan will be added at some point. Um, 
So yeah, see, I, um, see I'd I'd struggle on that because it's like I'd end up with this really cool collection that you're going to sell, mm-hmm. and then I'd just look at it all and go, I don't want to sell that. I'd keep it. <laughs> That's that would be my main struggle, I think. So I think what I'd have to do is just buy two of everything and flog one and keep the other. The thing with that is, um, you know, yeah, I, I totally agree with you that you know I've bought kind of many a thing from myself. Yeah. Um, but you do have to kind of compartmentalize and just think, you know, you are doing it as a business. But so if you make some money, then you can buy something anyway. That's true. Um, I- yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, you know, and uh, I. I do enjoy kind of choosing things to stock that I I like myself. Yeah. Um, however, if there are kind of particular um, things I can get my hands on that I've been, you know, desperately after or kind of find really appealing, then, yeah, I'll just buy it directly for myself. Um, which, actually, I did do the other day with this, this order. Um, in fact... Um, I don't know if you were ever a fan of Happy Days. I was, yes. Um, I, have met, I have met the Fonz, I might add. Twice, actually. Twice, actually. Yeah, twice I met the Fonz. Where did you meet the Fonz? I first met the Fonz was a friend of mine, Martin, who unfortunately I don't see anymore because obviously life goes on. And there was two years running where one day he phoned up and said, how do you fancy going to meet David Hasselhoff? So I'm like, uh, all right, should we go? Yeah, and we did. And Annette and I and Martin went down to Manchester and met Hasselhoff. Very strange. Mm-hmm. So, and then like the year after or whatever, he phones me up. I was on my own at the time. And he went, how do you fancy going to meet the Fonz? I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, all right. <laughs> so now, this was actually before Hasselhoff. So I'm thinking, get out of it. Would you be go meet the Fonz? It's like, you don't get phone calls like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, because he's, he's appearing at this panto in Liverpool. So I'll pick you up and we'll go meet the Fonz. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Be good to hang out with him. He's a great person to sit and chat with, very positive. So if ever you're feeling fed up, you talk to, talk to Martin and you go, I'm in a really good mood now. I'm going to take over the world. Kind of works. Mm-hmm. And so we went over and we met the Fonz. And we also met Les Dennis. But, you know, <laughs> Les Dennis is kind of cool, but we met the Fonz. Yeah. So, and then the next time I went down to a Comic-Con in London, and I was videoing a lot of the Q and A's and stuff like that. And Henry Winkler was doing his talk on stage, mm. and I don't know if I videoed it all. I think I, I definitely audio recorded it all. And he writes children's books as well. Does uh, yeah. does Henry Winkler? And he'd mentioned these books, and he was very flippantly in his thing. Uh, saying, oh, I'll write these books and blah, blah, blah. So it, when it, has anybody got any questions? And he'd already told the answer to the question that I was going to ask. But I went, Henry, I've, I've got a question. Uh, they, these books you mentioned, uh, wh- where can you buy them again? <laughs> and he went, <laughs> I love you. Uh, you can buy them here. And I'm like, that was the final question of the Henry Winkler thing. So that was the second time that I had uh, interacted with the Fonz. But very, yes, so that's a very long way of saying, yes, I'm a fan of Happy Days. Cool. Well, I was a big fan of Happy Days as well. Um, And um, sometimes when, you know, when you're shopping for for autographs, you fall on something that that is harder to come by, mainly because one of the people who've signed an item is no longer with us. And it just so happened that I managed to get my hands on a um, a jewel-signed 
Happy Days photo of um, uh, Marion and Howard Cunningham. Oh, wow. So Marion Ross and Tom Bosley yep. um, signed, uh, signed photo. So that is straight into my collection. I was going to say, because with something like that, I would think I would definitely struggle selling that. Mm-hmm. Because you're not really going to be able to get that again. You may at some point, but it's yeah. going to be very hard to get hold of. Yeah, usually it's only when kind of authenticated kind of people's personal collections come up for sale or something like that. So, yeah. you know, it does make them, you know, you know, highly sought after. Um, yeah. it's, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I was over the moon. Uh, happy you know, days uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> as, as a fan so uh, I'm sure at some point you'll see that hanging on my office wall I can't I genuinely cannot wait until I rebuild my own geek room <laughs> and then you're able to just you know visit one day and whatnot and, and have a look at it and go wow tell me the story behind this one and the story <laughs> behind that one and vice versa so I am very excited about those but all my stuff's still in boxes at the minute and it makes me sad my desk just looks like bare bones it's a bit of a mess but I look forward you know. to uh, to showing you all these photos I bought anyway, just because mm. um, some of the uh, some of the promo shots that, that have been signed. These uh, Walking Dead ones are really nice photos, you know. Um, got Michonne and you know all kinds of people, Maggie. And- I've I've got a really cool photograph of me sitting in front of that entire cast. I've <laughs> San seen the video. It's amazing. The video's cool, but somebody had <laughs> actually taken a photo of the the full press thing, and you can see me in it making the video. So it's like you can't see my face, but mm-hmm. I know it's me, and uh, you know, and I've got the video to prove that that's from the same angle. But that is a very cool shot. We like me with like 14 of the Walking Dead cast and crew members <laughs> all in a row and I'm at the far left dressed in black holding the camera up so I'm very, I, I do treasure that shot. I have no idea who t- who took it. I found it online when I was searching for the Comic Con thing. Mm. I'm like, that's oh, me! That's <laughs> well in print. I'm stealing that shot. There you go. We'll, so. we'll get some sign, uh, printed. You can sign some for me. <laughs> I will. My signature will be on the left and then uh, everybody else can sign the remainder of them. But yeah, that was the year uh, the year of the baseball bat series so you know mm-hmm. oh, who's been killed it was just before that was announced who had been killed so the, the cast members who aren't with us anymore uh, in that show are actually mm-hmm. in that panel so it's good stuff so what have you got planned for the coming week uh, Monday tomorrow one it's only 12 days till Christmas uh, there'll be more work there always is um, and who knows more work more tv and hopefully you know some some other good things in between um but but nothing planned no i'm just gonna sit and watch films i did a a special podcast i know you generally don't listen to the ones that you're on because you're here when we're over them but uh, the previous episode is myself and john fouts of the conversation so that's a good one to listen to that went online a Mm -hmm. couple of days ago that's episode five five three i think so this is 554 which is kind of nuts but uh <laughs> so yeah it's busy busy podcasting time we've got the year end show coming up probably within the next week or two um uh, mm-hmm. any pref- do you want to do that one between christmas and new year for our lists yeah that's fine yep so we'll do that mm-hmm. uh i don't know what days and stuff i'm off work but we will schedule something for that one so you got the list of the categories i did that it was if there's any other categories you want to chuck in for yourself feel free mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, I, d- I didn't want to sort of message you with about 10 different lists of categories, mm-hmm. but I have a few more that, you know, like best acting performance and stuff like that. But I thought best films, best TV show, mm-hmm. best new TV show to you. So I'm guessing Better Call Saul may get a mention. Um, <laughs> don't give it away. Like it may Spoilers. get a mention. I don't know, but, you know, it might. It might get a mention. <laughs> and there's me just thinking, you know, <laughs> I've already got some of these, you know, yeah, that, well, that's a good I, thing. that I will re- release on the show. And then there you go. I know that Stu Miller's struggling because he's only got nine films so far in his best top 10 list. And he's currently got 14 in his worst list. I don't do worst <laughs> list. I don't, I don't agree with it. I think they're fun. And I enjoy listening to his end of year show just so I can shout at the speaker and go, you're out of your mind. How could you not like that film or, well, or whatever? Stu but- Miller. Caravan yeah. of Courage, Ewoks. No, Get it on your probably, list. He's probably not even saying that. But you know, he, his his uh, worst films of the year, usually I've never seen them, so I'm quite happy with that. So it means that I'm doing something right. But mm-hmm. often, uh, yeah, I don't know. His, his opinion of movies definitely varies from mine, but his show's always entertaining to listen to at the <laughs> end of the year. So uh, I am catching up on podcasts. I've caught up with Open Forum Radio and Angry Mailman Podcast, which kind of cheated and had the same episode on both feeds because all the hosts were on each other's show. But it's uh, so I didn't listen twice, but I did download twice, guys. So that's quite good. And uh, yeah, I'm going to try and put pen to paper and start writing out some of these castle project um, characters. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the title Gatehouse. I quite like that word. So mm-hmm. I might start calling it the Gatehouse Project, just because it sounds better. People seem to think that because it's in a castle, it's set in the olden times. A few people have thought that, and you know, that's up to them. But I'm definitely shooting it in modern times because I don't want to spend any money whatsoever. You know, running around trying to find age-old costumes—that's not going to happen. You uh, not heard from uh, Kit Harrington yet? You know, telling no. you about his, uh, you know character i haven't heard from that many of the game of thrones cast i did hear from i did hear from one but uh, they haven't sent their pitch video through yet but uh i may chase them up and ask come on sophie turner get it yeah that's who it is (laughs) come on sean bean come on (laughs) he's like i'm only gonna do it if i die because he doesn't know how to live so but yeah i'm gonna carry on with with the the writing of that uh, I just still wait to try and set a schedule up for the script read-throughs for the Mimi Trilogy. I'm struggling on that one, but I guess it's because it's Christmas and everything starts to wind down mm-hmm. for this time of year. But uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm just going to catch up on sleep and video games and food and waiting for deliveries to show up with presents. So, Fair enough. Um, here's a quick one for you, though. Uh, so how well are you up on PayPal? I've, a little, uh, little bit. I've. You've what? You've disappeared. <laughs> I've used it two or three times today alone. Okay, so, so I know what I'm doing. Well, I, and the podcast listeners will be like, "I'm so bored now. I'm going. You can go now if you if you're not interested <laughs> in the PayPal thing. You can just you click off and thank you for listening and bye. See you next week. So I have <laughs> three PayPal accounts. Right. Okay. So I have. You beat me. I have one for me which I do all my online shopping with and let's put an Iceland order in and all that sort of stuff generally, like just my domestic one. I have another PayPal account, which is my savings. So it's like, so I don't want to put that in my regular bank account and go, oh, look, shopping, 
oh no, I've blown that money I'm trying to save. So I have another one for that. And then I have another one for the film festival. Mm-hmm. So I got some payments through from the film festival one and thought, well, I'm, I'm going to transfer that over to my savings one or whatever it was. But basically, I in my PayPal accounts, the money doesn't add up. It looks like I've got more than I should. Oh. Does it take a while for the thing to update to say, actually, that's the real amount? Or should it be instantaneous? When transferring between accounts, usually that yeah. is instantaneous. That's what I thought. Because I transferred all the money out into the other one. And then I looked back at the original one. It was like, you've still got, like, for example, you've still got like 100 quid left. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, I sh- well, I shouldn't because I've just transferred it all out. So then I'm, I'm basically I'm trying to work out where all this money's going. I don't know whether it's just lagging a bit behind or whether somehow it's linking up to my bank account and saying, this is how much you've got. And that includes how much is in your bank. I don't know. I don't think PayPal does that, does it? No, you know, you can obviously you can link it to your bank account, and uh, you can use the bank account to to top up your PayPal account, but it it never no. tells you what you've got in your bank. No, so it's definitely a bit. I think it is lagging behind a little bit, or I've calculated a little bit wrong. It's not like a huge amount. I'm not like, yeah, I'm going to run off to Rio now, but it's an, <laughs> it's enough to make me realise. Yeah, hang on a minute, that shouldn't be there because I know I don't have it. Mm. So I'm a little bit puzzled on that. So I, I went into the, the the PayPal today and went, right, how much have I got in there? Right, let's transfer it all out again into this other one. And then and then got an email saying, your e-check is pending clear. I'm like, why is it an e-check? And it should be going from one PayPal account to the other. So mm. I have no idea what the hell's going on with that. But I just want all the money in one place because it'd be easier. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Maybe give them a call. I think I might just live chat them or something mm. and go, right, this is getting very confusing. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm baffled. So I didn't know whether it was somehow, I, I don't know whether it's the same money just going round in circles because of the time <laughs> and it's just constantly laundering it amongst itself. Who I have genuinely have no clue. So I thought I would ask you um, for that. So there's an education in PayPal, everybody. Mm. Enjoy. Uh, but I shall catch up with you in a week, Rob. Sounds good. Because uh, I'm not back in work till Wednesday night, so that's not too bad. Tuesday um, for me. Ah, but then it's Christmas, like more or less, sort of the weekend after or whatever, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. So good luck with all your deliveries and your fish tank and stuff like that. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some fish in it at some point. Yes. Uh, shout out to Abel and, of course, Neil Johnson and Tracy Birdsall. Hello. Um, I would happily spend Christmas with all three of you, but uh, it's easy for me saying that because I can't and don't have to. But uh, no, I would. Um, I'm, and so I think on the next episode, Rob, we need to make our plans for the next year. So mm-hmm. I, I need you to come up with some resolutions about what, you know, are you going to have a film theme in 2021? Is there certain shows you're going to watch? Is there things you wanted to do this year, but you haven't? And all that sort of stuff. So let's plan what our 2021 might look like um, if we're not still being ravaged by that horrible, non-existent thing mm-hmm. that we know exists, but dumb arses think it doesn't. <laughs> so be Sounds it. good. So you enjoy your evening, and thank you for episode 554. Same to you. Thank you. Take care. Goodbye. Bye.